2: This week,
1: a listener pees all over the floor The showdown for Best Zoo Animal continues apace And I have to make a terribly, terribly difficult decision Let's go Welcome to Jordan, Jesse Go I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart And I'm Jordan Morris,
2: Boy Detective
1: This is uh, a show that is pregnant with possibility I'm very excited about what's going to happen in today's program, Jordan.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I I have to admit, I don't know too much about it. This is, you seem to have, like, I came in today, and I guess you have this dialed.
1: Yeah, well, I've got, we're here in the pool hall, (laughs) billiard hall. Sure. I think, I've been thinking about quitting the podcasting business and starting up a a new job, pool hustler. Oh. I've been watching a lot of Paul
2: Newman movies lately. Mm Mm-hmm. If he can do it. Specifically the one where he hustles
1: pool the two where he hustles pool is the one with tom cruise and then the one from this like the 60s where he hustles pool i think that's the hustler
2: gotcha i think it's
1: the hustler could be the pool
2: yeah (laughs) could be billiards the movie
1: yeah uh anyway i I think it would be the movie he he uh he swindles a lot of money out of a guy named fatty fatty Mm -hmm. (laughs) as i recall that's how i remember it going down Gotcha. it's been a while since i saw that
2: movie i haven't seen it at all so
1: well then, welcome to the pool hall or the billiards hall, where you're going to learn a little something about that.
2: About being about the movie Paul Newman was in. No, Jordan, are about we going to watch the, the movie world in the billiard hall. About the world of billiards, of project pool hustling. <sighs> on the wall, is there a mo- screening room in this billiard
0: hall? Where are we going to
2: watch it, Jordan? What? I'm going to need a dope to, oh. to help me with my. Oh hustles. yeah, no. Is that like a? Is that like a plant? yeah i think so okay what does a dope do sure i've i was always i've always wanted to run the long con jesse oh uh, no this is gonna be short cons. con uh, short con i don't have i don't know i don't know if i want to invest time in something that's damn just it be a morris
1: short con. god damn it all right
2: okay, how are we gonna make any money if i
1: don't have a dope
2: i'm okay i'm just saying jordan you like, need a as, dope if, a mope and a rope that's how pool hustling works wow you know a lot about this.
1: Yeah, well, I'm an expert, Jordan. I've been hanging out here at the pool hall. I've been hustled. I'll, i admit a few times. I've got a but better I, idea. But
2: I, it's research. I've got a better idea. Let's earn our money honestly. How should we do that? You know, hard work that we're proud of.
1: Yeah, I guess so. What about podcasting instead?
2: Oh yeah, good idea. And television. <laughs> that's like an. That's like an internet hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the biggest scam on the internet. Oh, is my mic on? <laughs> oh, did you not cut this out and Ooh. podcast it? Ooh. There's a lot of steps to make that mistake go uh, go on the air. Yeah, anyway.
1: well, I've I've probably made all of the mistakes available to me. Sure, I've certainly made a lot of mistakes here at the billiard hall. Huh. I had literally eight thousand dollars in savings, Jordan. Do you think you could uh, break a pool cue over someone right now? I mean, at all ever? Sure, I'll do it as soon as we go off the go off the air here. Okay. You ready for that? Oh, are you going to break it on me? Well, you're the one that wanted me to break it. (sighs) Fine. Okay. We'll be right back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Sorry about this, buddy. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart Jordan Morris, boy detective Die Hard with a Vengeance Yes, a movie that I saw Wait, was it Die Hard with a Vengeance? Oh, no, that was, was the a, last no, this
2: is Live Free or Die Hard Uh, you just went to see
1: it now just to clarify people out there are like jordan's not the kind of guy who would just go see any dumb action movie you went to see it because you were so excited that kevin smith was going to be acting in it
2: yeah i mean yeah i go for i i came for the uh, i came for the kevin smith cameo and i stayed uh, for the one-liners
1: you're a completist absolutely you've been watching a lot of uh siskel and ebert lately when he's
2: been on sure
1: you know, you're just, you love the fella.
2: Yeah, I want, yeah, anything, anytime Kevin Smith appears in anything, I I, I want to be there for it.
1: Have you got your tickets to the Kevin Smith panel at
2: Comic-Con? Uh, no. That's Have it. you thought
1: ahead about what kind of questions you're going to ask him?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask uh, him about uh, mm-hmm. shorts I should buy.
1: Okay, good. Short. How shorts did you like, Advice. you went to see Die Hard, what did you think of it? Yeah, I
2: really liked Die Hard. Uh, it was a really fun time, like it's really, um, it really, Delivers what it promises, which is explosions. Yes, which is uh, and and kind of the the thing people were worried about that I guess well, I guess the internet specifically was worried about was you know the fact that it was PG thirteen will will take away from its you know outrageousness. Uh, Wait, I, it was rated PG thirteen. Totally rated PG thirteen. That's kind of weird. It is a little weird, um, but it it doesn't seem to be a different movie for it. I mean, if it got cut down, then I mean they. They must have cut out some kind of banana, really super banana stuff, because I mean it's a really super violent movie. Uh, like it's it's plenty over the top. Like it, it it did not take away from my enjoyment of it. At you
1: know, all. it's it's like you can you can blow up any goddamn thing as long as you don't show any bloody stumps.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, then
1: if you you got two guys kissing each other, R
2: R R, R. Oh, hard R, they call it. Um, and here's here's kind of the 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 one part where the PG thirteen ness of it seem to seem to take you out of it a little bit um it seems like things were changed or or added in uh in adr which is you know when an actor comes in and records something after the movie is done you know some additional dialogue or looping uh no what is what's looping looping is something different i think is it yeah i don't know anyways in post i'm thinking of a walla group oh a walla group yeah that's when a bunch of uh, is that like a wallaby? Yes, it's a it's a marsupial. Mm-hmm. It's when a bunch of actors go around a microphone when they need like ambient crowd noise. Oh, um, it's really funny, and, and people have like specialties. Like if you need, you know. Urban guys, there's the Urban guys walla group, and if you need like punk rockers, there's the punk rockers walla group. <laughs> and you know, depending on what they uh, need, they need the punk rockers
1: for uh, like the outdoor scenes in Star Trek for the voyage home.
2: Yeah, exactly, and yeah, and every high school movie in the eighties. Yeah, they need that. Um, we're getting way off base. Sorry. So what? How? Did, uh, anyways, how did the PG-13 so there's this kind of one. There's this one part in particular that uh, that stood out to me, and he's uh, Bruce Willis is fighting this um arab <laughs> yes arab no you know there's actually no uh there is a lot of mentioning of 9-11 but none of it gets weird okay um so yeah i was a little worried i, I mean i know you know maybe i think bruce willis is kind of a famous hollywood republican and i was a little a little concerned going into it that there would be a little of that stuff that would make me feel kind of weird but uh, there wasn't so it was okay good. that's good um Anyway, so he's fighting this – actually, this uh, he's fighting this uh, kind of Chinese ninja woman mm-hmm, uh, who, sure. who he's careful to mention is Asian every time he talks about her. Oh, yeah. Like he adds – he just adds Asian whenever he's talking about her. And there was a little huh, – but what are you going to do? She was, in fact, Asian and she didn't If you're going to make too. an action movie, it's going to be a little racist. Sure, absolutely. Anyways, so he, he, he plows this SUV through this um, – science lab or something Mm -hmm. and um he he plows through the through the um it's a potent metaphor sure and uh and he and she jumps and lands on the hood of the suv and it's this kind of pov shot he's not in it it's just kind of looking at her through the windshield of the car and you hear bruce willis obviously added after the fact go how you doing (laughs) like really fast he goes how you doing and it seems odd that they would like they were watching like the final cut of the movie and they're like, "Oh, Bruce Willis doesn't have in his famous catchphrase, how you doing?" <laughs> so we should we should really call him in, give him $10,000 to come in here and record <laughs> "How you doing?" I was watching uh, the movie Kiss Kiss
1: Bang Bang. Oh yeah, uh, the night before I like that last. Movie. Yeah, I thought you. I was going to tell you you should watch it if you hadn't seen it. I've hadn't.
2: watched it. I didn't like the. I thought the self awareness of it kind of it a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, it's
1: a little over the top. This is a movie, but by, the rest of the movie is really. Good. I guess the writer director is one of the guys who like invented the wisecracking yeah, action Black. movie. I
2: think he he wrote Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, so he's a, he, it was a fun movie and it uh, reminded me how funny and uh, charming Robert Downey Jr. is. Sure. Um, the, my favorite and that
2: Val Kilmer has the potential to be funny charming
1: yeah exactly um and how giant val kilmer's head and neck are now Um, but, uh, I, I saw, I watched the movie and there's this part, Val Kilmer plays a, a gay detective who's a consultant to the movies. Mm-hmm. His gayness doesn't really play into it very much. Although there's like a, maybe a point he doesn't do anything gay in the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but there's a part where, uh, nobody sucks a D in the movie. There's a part where, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and him are having a fight. And at the end, Robert Downey Jr. goes, yeah, don't quit your gay job. <laughs> I thought that was a great joke because it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. Just no. total nonsense. <laughs> and it was appropriate. It, sure. it, it, clearly it was intentional that it, that it, was a, that it was, didn't mean anything. Like It wasn't like uh, the film set it up that don't quit your gay job was a real joke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I just like the idea of don't quit your gay job. I like the idea that maybe homosexuals uh, around the country and around the world um, actually take a job that's specifically for gays. Gotcha. And that's called a gay job. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating idea to me.
2: Yeah, mincer. Yeah, you know, is a,
1: you, an example of a gay job. Um, Ice Lis- s- lisper. I saw. We don't think that uh, homosexuals do these things. No. I feel like we, I'm, we're, we're do ranging dangerously close <laughs> to people thinking that we uh, don't like the gays.
2: Yeah, well, that's a that's a line I'm okay telling. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not sure whether you like the gays, Jordan. Eh, I'm up in the air. <laughs> What have they done for me lately?
1: Oh, I went to arts high school in San Francisco, Jordan. I love the gays.
2: Sure, well, very, very much love the gays. Um, I don't I- love anybody just because of their sexual orientation, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I judge the man. Not the.
1: Uh... I don't. I judge people by their sexual orientation. If you're mm. gay, you're in. If you're straight, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you never know. I went to see Ocean's Thirteen in the movies. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It, oh well, it was pretty good. I like that Ocean's Thirteen. I like those ocean things. Mm-hmm. Although I don't like Brad Pitt very much. I find him kind of annoying, and I okay. don't like Matt Damon especially much. Although I'm pretty neutral on him. I wish that movie was. Have just... you
2: seen any of those Born movies? Yeah, I watched. And you don't number... like Matt? Damon? I saw
1: Born Number Two. I thought it was a bore.
2: No, you should see Born Number One. More like Born. I didn't. No, come on, see the. Okay, anyways, whatever. Okay, so I saw Oceans Thirteen. I
1: saw Oceans Thirteen, and despite the fact that it was missing most of the people that I, most of the things that I liked about Oceans Eleven and Twelve, which is to say, didn't have enough George Clooney and it uh, didn't have enough Bernie Mac.
2: Really? Who did it have a lot of, then, if it didn't have a lot of Clooney?
1: I don't know. I mean, it had a lot of Clooney, but it had a lot of... <laughs> you
2: just wanted even it, more. It had a lot a of Brad,
1: Brad Pitt and Matt Damon that I really don't do anything for me. I mean, hmm. really, Pitt even kind of, I kind of actively don't like him. But here's the important thing, Jordan. Okay. I mean, the real question is Bernie Mac, how much Bernie Mac is in the movie, because as far as I'm concerned, Bernie Mac is America's, like, most untapped movie star right like really i think bernie Mac should be the should be in every movie but speaking of people that i think should be in every movie nobody told me super dave was in oceans 13 oh yeah super dave's totally in it super dave is super in it Hmm. he's got a big part in it why isn't that like on the posters
2: (laughs) why doesn't it say and featuring super dave osborne I, I, you know, I just think if, if I was hand, if I, I if was doing seen the advertising for the movie, but I don't think,
1: you know, in that, if kind I of, was doing the marketing for Oceans 13, I would say Oceans 13 casino movie starring Matt Damon, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And Why then go, that would be the top half. And then the right. bottom half would be and featuring, you know, like the kind of like flare out and featuring Super Dave Osborne. And then in parentheses underneath it would say, did you know that he's brothers with Albert Brooks? <laughs> Did you also? Did you know Albert Brothers' real? Uh, did you know that his real name is Dave Osborne, and that makes—I uh, mean, Dave Einstein, excuse me—and that makes
2: Albert Brooks's real name Albert Einstein. I think that's a that little, would have been a, a really long. punchy poster. Really, why don't you just call it Super Dave the Movie and then be done with it?
1: Because there already was Super Dave the Movie, Jordan. Was there? Uh, but I, on the other hand, I would have been fine with calling it Super Dave Thirteen. Okay fine we can compromise let's meet halfway movie talk jordan jesse go we'll be back in just a second This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, we got some loose ends to tie up from the telephone machine. Yes. Oh, well, guess what? Hmm. New telephone screener on the show. Oh, yeah? Tim the Intern. Oh, great. Yeah, got him answering the phones, so <laughs> I don't have to. Nice. That's what's important, Jordan. Does he
2: have a good telephone voice?
1: Uh, Well, he doesn't have to be. A, he just doesn't have to talk. He just listens to him.
2: Oh. Does he have a good phone? He doesn't answer the
1: phone machine. I've been told I have a good phone voice. Have you? Mm -hmm. Did you know that one time? uh, uh, You want to hear how I answer the phone at work? How do you answer the phone at work, Jordan? Jordan here. Oh, that's short, sharp, and to the point. Yeah. You know, if you ever call up somebody in the radio industry, Mm -hmm. um, their message machine is totally ridiculous every time. What do you mean? Because they use their goofy radio voice on the message machine, like really, like they. Oh, you're talking it,
2: about like the commercial radio industry. The
1: any part of the radio industry, hmm. like you really call into somebody's message machine, and it really is like, hi, you've reached you've reached you've reached Tom Johnson at Wild ninety four nine FM. Hmm. Leave a message for me after the beep, and that's like the janitor's message machine <laughs> right, right. at the commercial radio station.
2: Anyway, we're we're always telling you the phrase that pays. We've got a (coughs) lot of stuff
1: to do on today's show, Jordan, and you're just running your mouth about the phrase that pays.
2: Sorry. Why did you even bring that up? I was gonna try and make the joke that they also include sound effects on their answering machine message. Like those radio station sound effects.
1: Can we use can we do some Spanish language (coughs) radio voice? Oh yeah, sure. Do you want to be
2: Okay, you be El Piolin and I'll be Radio Laser.
1: Uh, thank you for calling Radio Diez Diez, <laughs> la más grande en todo el mundo. I had this, uh, K-I-Q-I, that was the La Grande Diez Diez. Mm. Thank you for calling K-I-Q-I La Grande Diez Diez, Estereo Soul. What do you think
2: is actually going on
1: R- R- Radio on Mexican Romantica? Radio Romántica. They're planning to kill the whites. Oh. And frankly, at this point, we deserve it. We've really been dicks about them. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, what are you going to do? Solid
1: 30 years. <laughs> Especially here in Southern California. Here in Southern California, people are just casually racist against Latinos in public places all the time.
2: What sorts of casual racism have you run up against?
1: Oh, just calling uh, all Latinos Mexicans.
2: Okay, fair enough.
1: Uh, including Mexican-Americans, people who aren't from Mexico, people who might be from, I don't know, Spain. <laughs> people who might just be like a swarthy italian mm-hmm. just call him a mexican There's a lot of weird it's just a weird thing oh well, that's not what this segment is about no, no, jordan no, no, me not. complaining about a, the no, weird this racism big, of southern california this is,
2: a, this is a deep hope chest that we're opening up uh we, we to close it what
1: we want to do is tie up some loose ends instead of opening sure. up a few um callers on the line
3: uh, hey jordan this is matt in portland oregon uh to answer your question about uh servers and uh, dishwashers, I was a dishwasher, and uh, I developed a crush on a cute waitress, and um, now we've been married five years, so there you go. Talk
0: to you later, thanks.
2: It does happen Wow, Jordan. yeah, uh, last week I was, uh, I was wondering about the, the hooking up that goes on within a restaurant when you work in a restaurant. Whether I'm,
1: there's any classism.
2: Yeah, right, if you can, if, you know, if it has to be lateral or whether you can, you can hook up, up. Yeah. And uh, apparently you can.
1: Apparently that guy did. So, yeah. Congratulations, buddy. He's married to the cute waitress. Absolutely. And when when an old guy hits on her when she's uh, taking his order, she goes, Hey, my husband's back there washing dishes. <laughs> I hope he's not still washing he's, dishes he's five years washing
2: later. He's probably washing a knife. Yeah. To stab you with. Hi, Jordan,
4: Jesse Go. This is Phil calling in from Seattle. And I, I'm listening to your June 26th episode where the guy called in and was peeing in a staples, and you mentioned what kind of hooligans would shop at a staples. Well, two days ago, a friend of mine got her wallet stolen, and of the fraudulent charges that, weren't, uh, that were not that made on her bank cards, one was at an office max, and one was at an office depot. So I know it's not staples, but hooligans do seem to enjoy the office supply stores. That's all I got. Thanks very much. I enjoyed the show.
2: That I mean that speaks well for the hooligan, I think, like maybe obviously they hool- obviously they stole the wallet and then uh but are doing something to try and get out of hooliganing. It seems like that like well, he's like, I just need to hooligan a little bit more, you know make some seed money, and then you know, so but work he's on my screen, yeah it, yeah, it looks like you know maybe he was buying you know he was buying some. Another. Possibility. I'd actually like to hear hear what he bought as well.
1: It might just be that it's an office manager who's underpaid, mm-hmm. so needs to do a little credit card fraud on the side, right? And and you know, but she's contributing to the company by bringing in some extra office supplies along with the things that she steals for herself. Gotcha.
0: Hey, Jordan,
3: Jesse, go. This is Ben from L.A. Uh, I just got I, I just got out of watching Transformers, and I'm not quite sure if it was good or bad. Because it was definitely directed by Michael Bay, but it also had John Boyd saying Robit. So uh, I have not mind yet. I'm not quite sure what you. I'm not sure what you guys would think of it.
2: So bye.
1: What do we think of it? I think that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's no Nick Nolte saying Robit.
2: No. I mean, that's, yeah, that's best case scenario. Yeah. multi saying it. This is still eight out of 10 for a guy saying robot. Yeah. I don't know. I'd really like to hear that, but I just totally don't want to see Transformers. I would like it if they would insert that part into another movie I was more interested in seeing.
1: Maybe they could run it as like a short feature before the movie, like before, like, yeah, you know, exactly. they run or like a little a news, animated a feature before a Pixar or, film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or newsreel. <st clues> like Eye <they> on the world. John Voight pronounces robot, and here it is.
2: Um, our boys are our boys are moving forward on the eastern front. <laughs> hitting hard, hitting hard in the Pacific theater, and also John Voight says robot in a funny way. We
1: return in a moment on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la. Jordan Jesse Go I am Jesse Jordan uh, proud sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go maybe you've heard of them a little program called project dot com. um they it are is dot .com right it is dot .com yes okay. it's not, it's dot not .net dot .au no it's it's dot .cz gotcha um projectbreakout.com uh, has a new has a new contest going on right now mm-hmm. stand up versus sketch showdown Um, This is what's happening. People, you can enter your comedy videos, either of you doing stand-up or of you doing a sketch or a short film. Um, They are – you can enter them in either of those categories. Then there's rounds for each of the categories. The finalist in each category gets flown to New York City. They perform at uh, Comics, which is a really cool new club in the Meatpacking District, which is not very cool in New York. Um, they, uh, There's like a big showdown There's an audience vote there And some judging votes And uh, the winner gets $1,000 And gets to be featured on some kind of TV thing So uh, if you are a comedian Whether you're a sketch comedian Or a stand-up comedian uh, Get together a little clip of your work Upload it to Project Breakup, Breakout right now The first round is uh, closing I think in about two weeks So get your get your butt in gear
0: la, la, la.
1: Jordan Jesse go I'm Jesse Jordan um Jordan, I have a question for you yes I feel like one of the late motifs of this program is you being a miser yeah and I'm wondering if you have ma- managed to make any progress in this department the miserliness department yeah
2: yeah I mean I've definitely been uh been been tight with money in the past and uh and to the point where i think it, it becomes unattractive yeah um and uh affects my quality of life so the past couple of months i've been really trying to uh you know just you know be a little more open with money because you make a you make a living wage you make a middle class income absolutely uh you know i've been trying to to treat the people i care about and you know buy buy things that i would need uh to make my life less of a disaster and um so, so maybe I'll do some periodic updates on the show. Have you gotten a bed yet? Yeah, I've got a bed. That's, uh, that's I've had a bed for a while, several okay. months. Several months. I've had a bed frame for several months, Jesse. <laughs> sorry, I've sorry. Been, I've been not sleeping on a mattress on the floor since I was 24. <laughs> so don't give me that bullshit. Um, and uh, recently uh, I went to the container store. Which is something uh, that more frugal Jordan would not have done in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bought $10 ice cube trays. $10 each? Yes. Ten, I bought two ice cube trays, each of them costy. So I've spent $20 That's plus a tax. That
1: doesn't exist.
2: Okay, here's what they do. First of all, they come with a lid that you can pour the ice out into. And, what? And they have a rubber bottom. So you kind of, with your thumb, you fire the ice cubes out of the tray into your glass or into the tray. No. Not it's, real. It's awesome. It's great uh, because it seems like an ice cube tray is the only thing that you have to like break a little bit to make it work, uh-huh. like a regular ice cube tray. Sure. Just the nature of it is you're just slowly breaking it. Uh huh. Like, maybe that's everything. Maybe that's our all our disposable consumer objects. Uh, uh, Michael, Michael Moore. <laughs> like Michael Moore, for instance, we're just gradually breaking <laughs> him. Uh, anyways, no, but this is uh, this is great. You fire them out. It's um, you know you feel i, mean, I imagine it i'll i'll eventually get so good at it like tom cruise in cocktail i'll just be like popping these things out to music <laughs> over my shoulder behind the back you're going to work up an ice routine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about an ice routine, an ice firing routine. Well,
1: that's a big step forward, I can probably Jordan. take out
2: an intruder at some point. Oh. I should keep an ice cube tray b- by my bed. Bam, in, right between the eyes. In case the creepy guy who lives next door steps by. Jesus. Uh, have you seen inside this guy's apartment?
1: Yeah, I've looked through his uh, screen door. This is a, you, Jordan, you live in a big a big kind of Hollywood apartment complex mm-hmm. with, uh, with Lauren and, and your next door neighbor. Uh, he, he like, he, he, leaves his door open, He'll leave his screen door closed when I seen it. I think just cause you can't open your screen door, but you can see into his apartment cause yeah, he leaves yeah. his door open.
2: Yes. Uh, and also, uh, he leaves his door open and is often in just underpants, <laughs> uh, listening to, uh, NPR very loudly. Uh huh. I would say blasting it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just like, just the stereotypical, uh, crazy guy apartment. Uh, yeah. Magazines and newspapers piled to the ceiling, literally. Uh, no, to the ceiling. Yeah, literally to the, literally touching the ceiling. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting.
1: Sorry, does that does that all we had on that subject?
2: Oh me, oh yeah, yeah me, yeah ice cube trays. I think that's all I wanted to talk okay, about. Okay,
1: good. Well, that's a step. I think well, this this yeah. segment will be Jordan taking a step. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've done that now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank
0: you. Love you, love you.
1: Jordan, Jesse, go the showdown, zoo animals. <laughs> now Thanks, Paul Schaefer. No problem. This past week's uh, Jordan, Jesse, go showdown, uh, we're trying to figure out what the best zoo animal is. And last week's showdown was between the monkey and the lion. Now, first of all, there's something I have to get out of the way before we actually, uh, before we actually get into, you know, what are the relative considerations and who ended up winning with the votes. Uh, that is this.
5: Hey, this is Remy. I gotta say first off that I like the idea of the showdown a lot. Um, This is something that should be able to run the length of the program. I mean, for as long as you do the podcast, you should be able to do something like this. Really cool idea. Let me uh, just say though, without having looked at the brackets for the zoo animals, you did refer to the monkey as the top seed and the lion as the fifth seed. And I don't know, maybe, Jesse, you're not into the basketball so much, but typically when you seed things, you take 16 teams, for example, or in your case, 16 animals, and you're dividing them into two sets of eight, the top seed is going to play the bottom seed. So it should be one against eight, and then two against seven, three against six, four against five, so that the, the top seed should, in theory, roll over the bottom of the you just it should be an automatic thing you should take the one that you think that's an automatic i think monkey at the top seems is kind of eh but <clears throat> i'm not the one that made the list or came up with the idea so what can i say anyway that's my suggestion although in monkey versus lion i gotta go lion
2: remy Ugh that was so boring what kind of
1: fucktard do you think i am remy I understand how seeding works. I understand how tournaments work. I invented tournaments.
2: Okay? Yeah, and on my end, that's the kind of thing that bores me the most, people talking about stuff like that. And I don't, I don't, I tuned out to that so quick. Listen, Remy,
1: here's the real answer, okay? (sighs) I wanted to open the contest with a bang, so I moved Lyon yeah. up to the to fight against the first seed because I knew that Lion was a powerful foe of Monkey, and I didn't want to open with a one versus eight matchup because that might be boring. It might not spark the fireworks that we need to get this fire started. Yeah.
2: This is a we're listen. We're trying to create a
1: franchise here. We're trying to build fucking dreams for children, mm-hmm. Jordan.
5: Hey guys, it's uh. Mark from New York City. I've got a couple of points to make about the monkey versus lion debate that's raging on. Um, frankly, I'm I'm disgusted and flabbergasted that it's come this far with the monkey in the lead. I think the monkey is perhaps the, uh, I don't know, the most played out or uh, overrated of the, I, I, frankly, I think it's a pirate of the animal kingdom. And I don't know, I expect better of you guys. Uh, just so I'm not being entirely negative, I'd also like to say that I've think uh, a lioness is extremely sexy okay goodbye wait a minute he
2: expects better of us no, hold on i i i this this people have mentioned this to me a lot people They're, have been mentioning this to me a lot that people that, are sick and tired of monkeys that, yeah the monkey yeah i think monkey as pirate of the animal kingdom is totally fair i think that's absolutely fair but uh but I just want to bring out that it's still valid because if you go to a zoo, like you're st- like I, I defy you not to sit around and stare at the monkey, you know, as long or longer than any other animal. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like okay, it's like p- pirates are played out, you know. So I could, you know, so go ahead, you know, don't go see the Pirates of the Caribbean or something, right? Like, what, you know, how hard is it to avoid pirate shit?
0: Yeah. Like,
2: not that hard. Uh, but, you know, people talking about monkeys is perhaps played out or monkey as comedy device, monkey as uh, uh word in the name of an improv group. The movie maybe. Dunstan Checks In. For instance. That's an ape anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, we are aware of that. I do acknowledge that, but that doesn't take away from the fact that a monkey is totally adorable and fun to look at. And in a I also zoo. want
1: to be clear that there have been some people bringing up the issue oh, a lot of people are bring, ascribing positive characteristics to monkeys that they should be ascribing to apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's something else that uh, I think got yeah, short shrift in this round. Issue. Um, I think that, you know, a monkey, while he's adorable, he's got a tail, he can swing in the branches really well. He's not as intelligent or wise as an ape. And so a lot of the qualities that we positively associate with simians in general are actually ape characteristics. Mm -hmm. For example, loving kittens. Right. Specifically, all ball.
5: Uh, Jordan, Jesse, good evening. Just calling to weigh weigh in on the uh, lion-monkey showdown. Throwing my money on the monkey simply because there's a, a form of kung fu based on the movements and the acts of a monkey. There's no lying kung fu. Go to a zoo. You know, look at a monkey, you No, know, further your art. You can't do the same with a lion.
1: Okay, well, I'll grant him that point. Mm-hmm. It is true that there is a monkey form of kung fu and there's technically no lion form of kung fu. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what the lion form would consist of if there were a lion form of kung fu. Biting your fucking head off. <laughs> That's why there's no monkey form of kung fu. Monkeys don't... Monkeys need to invent some kung fu shit because they can't just
2: pounce right, and... Can't just run something down. ...tear into the flesh. Mm-hmm. I like the... Uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't... Uh... I guess I didn't think about this when we were originally talking about it, but I like that uh, idea that a lion will run something down, like just run after it till it's till it's too tired and gives up and just gets eaten. That's awesome. It is.
3: Hey Jordan. Hey Jesse. This is Matt from Indiana. Uh, I was just listened to your podcast now, and I actually stopped uh, right before Jordan was about to say which animal he preferred in the monkey versus lion one because I didn't want it to paint my results. Uh, I have an instant answer for you. Uh, I go twofold. First of all, uh the monkey first I, I go by what looks better in a hat. And the monkey to me wins wins hands down. Uh it, it looks funny in a hat. You can have funny captions under pictures of monkeys and hats, uh and you can take that where you will. Um also, uh the the facial expression uh range of the animals, to which again monkey wins hands down. Uh I've seen all of one expression on any sort of lion I've ever seen, which is either I'm about to kill something, or I'm sleeping. And it's the same expression either way. Uh, Occasionally you see female lions uh, licking the cubs, but they still look like they're about to kill something or sleep. So they only have that one sort of very sad uh, expression, whereas monkeys have a a large range of expressions, as uh, notable by any basic television show that's ever had a monkey on it. So uh, there's my input. Have a good one.
1: I'm not sure about this hat test. Smells
2: like bullshit to me. Yeah? What do you think? I mean, he, he, he is right. A monkey does look better in a hat. I'm looking at it a picture of It is something a, we should consider. I'm looking at a
1: picture of a chimpanzee. That's an ape, but mm-hmm. it's like a monkey. It's wearing, he's wearing a bowler hat. He
2: looks pretty good. Yeah, I know. Well, are you ready for uh, h- how the people voted? Lion would tra- probably just bat the hat off immediately. Yeah, and then would bite it, your it fucking head off. It wouldn't enjoy wearing the hat.
1: Did we discuss the fact that a lion can bite your fucking head off? Oh, we did. It was earlier. That's why it's the bloodthirsty category, Jordan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You ready for the big big grand finale? Yes, the final absolutely. Voting? Round one showdown champion in the battle of Monkey versus Lion was Monkey, garnering 62% of the vote. A wow. commanding mm-hmm. victory over the Lions uh, near 37 and something, some portion, percentage of the vote. Monkey continues on to the second round where it will face the winner, of tiger vs. hippo it will face the winner of tiger versus hippo so congratulations to monkey the winner of the first battle in the zoo animal showdown la,
0: la, la.
1: This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweethearts. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. So we've settled the first contest in the showdown. This week's contest, I think this is going to be a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's uh we're moving over to the not bloodthirsty uh wing of the competition. Um bracket, what do they call that? The not bloodthirsty division. Yeah, division. Um we're going sure. we're going to the not bloodthirsty. Oh, heat. Division. Let's call it a heat. Okay. That's not, fun. Not bloodthirsty heat. Um, Heat, heat, heat. We've got our number one seed in the uh, not-bloodthirsty animal uh, heat, taking on an underdog, the number eight seed. It's elephant versus sloth or sloth. Mm. Um, You can pronounce it either way, I think. Really? That's what I would say. Uh, Elephant versus sloth or sloth. Elephant, of course, the world's largest land mammal, Hmm. Um, be it the Indian uh, sometimes known as the Asian elephant or the African elephant, which actually, it turns out, is two different species of elephant, Yeah, uh, w- one of which is the bush elephant and one of which is the uh, w- uh, forest elephant, okay. African forest Africans elephant. Africans have
2: tusks, no tusks on the Asians, right? And do they have, yeah, no
1: tusks or smaller tusks, I hmm. think.
2: There's definitely a tusk difference.
1: And I know that an African elephant has uh, much larger ears relative to its size mm-hmm. and is a much larger elephant. Right. Uh, this, is a, this is a much larger beast. They're holdouts from prehistoric times. They're really prehistoric beasts living amongst us. Mm-hmm. Um, however, get a load of the sloth. It's called that because it's the world's slowest animal. It has a spectacular claws.
2: Yeah, that's I like that about it. Uh, it's got a doe-eyed, sleepy-eyed expression. It has a it has a permanent smile too. Permanent smile.
1: Uh, it's beloved by children. Mm-hmm. I think it would be hard to look at a sloth and can, not love. You know, it.
2: actually, all that also a prehistoric holdout. We were talking about the giant sloth last week, weren't we?
1: Yeah, I think we were. We talked about some giant bears and the giant sloth. Um, that is a it's a prehistoric holdout. It's from the age of giant mammals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's of course gotten smaller and taken to the trees right um do they have no no pouches
2: and no pouches no on the there's
1: sloth. no there's no pouch on a sloth but no baby pouch but jordan hmm. there's no pouch on an elephant either
2: no that's true so this is not an issue of pouches, pouches will not who, enter
1: into this round
2: who does or does not have a pouch
1: I think this is going to be a tough battle. Yeah, it is. I mean... I mean, for a one versus eight seed, and this is a one versus eight seed, I think the sloth has a real fighting chance here. Absolutely. I think people it's might definitely be... definitely kind of the scrappy underdog. People might be bored of the elephant. It's a majestic beast. Sure. It's a gargantuan creature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can it's paint. Mm-hmm. It can Under paint. Under some circumstances. But I don't know if the a, sloth can't paint. I think you could get a sloth to paint. <laughs> you could probably get a sloth He couldn't to hold paint. it in his proboscis. No. But that's because an elephant has a much more prominent proboscis. That's at the end of the day. That's what we're talking about. If you want it's a, to talk it's about it's tough to
2: hear, but it's but a tapir
1: or a tapir. I mm-hmm. don't know how that's pronounced. That's some, an animal that's coming up later. They have a pretty prominent p- p- proboscis. Maybe you could stick a stick a, paint uh, a paintbrush in there. in there. But I think both of these animals can paint. I think that's fair to say. Just the sloth is going to do it very slowly.
2: Mm-hmm. So, maybe with maybe perhaps with a little more care. Yeah. I mean, you've seen those elephant paintings. They're pretty willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Sort of a Jackson Pollock type of deal. Well, I, more like an I-just-don't-give-a-fuck type of deal, you know? I don't know. I'm just a little sick of the elephants and tossing off those paintings. Yeah. And then them selling for thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know? It kind of, I don't know. I feel a little, a little bit the same way about the elephant painting as I do about uh, David Cross's stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like put a little effort into it. Yeah, like all right, people love it you. It was amazing at first. People love you, and they, uh, you know, and they'll applaud whatever you're doing because you know, and you're beloved for good reason. Yeah, you deserve all of your fame. I would say both the elephant and David Cross are majestic beasts. Absolutely, but come on, I mean, you know, just let's get serious. It's about craft. It's yeah. about craft. Ultimately, and, it's uh, about craft. You know, you're you're better than that, is what I'm saying. To Do the think-
1: elephant. So you, what I'm hearing from you is you think there's a real, a legitimate chance for the sloth in this matchup. I might even say I prefer it. Wow. That is extremely bold. We want to know what you think. Uh, there's two ways you can let us know. First of all, you can give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and tell us in a pithy way uh, what you think the victor is in the best zoo animal battle between the sloth and the elephant. We also want you to visit the forums at MaximumFun.org forum and uh, go ahead and register there and vote for which is better, mm-hmm. the sloth or the elephant. You know, vote or die, my friend. That's what P. Diddy said. Sure. And I'm with him on this one. You know, We didn't fight for women's suffrage and for 40 acres and a mule so that you wouldn't vote in the showdown. You know what I'm saying? It's our, uh, it's our American legacy. Monkey versus, uh, M- Monkey versus Lion was a real, was a real uh, success. I felt like we had a good turnout. I think we can top it yeah. uh, this week on Elephant versus Sloth because this is going to be an epic battle. Yeah, I can't decide whether I think people are going to be more or less passionate about this. I think it's going to be more. I okay. think this is going to build. This is all building to a crescendo. Mm-hmm. That's the finale that decides the King of Beasts. Sure. We'll be back in just a second
0: on Jordan, Jesse, Go. La, 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 la.
1: Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. Jordan. Um, last week on the program, we asked you, the listener, to call in and share with us stupid things you have done. Now, Jordan, going into this, I knew that our listener base was stupid, but I right. didn't know
2: how stupid they were. Were you surprised My at the mind, level of stupidity? I haven't heard any of these yet.
1: My mind has been blown. Wow. blown, Jordan.
2: Hey, guys, this is uh, Ryan from
6: Flagstaff, Arizona, calling with something stupid that I've done. Uh, I'm the same guy that called in maybe a month ago after I jumped my bike like 35 feet. And uh, this is also uh, bicycle-related. A little background on Flagstaff. It's a town in Arizona that is trying its darndest to be uh, Portland, Oregon. So everybody's on a bike, you know, saving gas, doing that whole thing. So uh, I'm riding the school in the bike lane and it's really busy. It's Friday morning, like 10 a.m., just super packed. Uh, I'm riding past Macy's, which is like the hippie version of Starbucks here in town, and it's just jam-packed because it's a nice day. I see my friend's scooter uh, parked in front of the Macy's, so I look to my left to see if I can see him.
0: Uh, I don't see
6: him in there, so I look ahead again, just in time to run, like, full bore into some, uh, like, pretty attractive girl that had stopped in the bike lane to talk with her friend. Uh, so like hit her, just totally fly over the bars uh, right in front of, like, 30 people uh, my age. So that was uh, pretty embarrassing. After we both realized we were okay, she was completely fine. Um, I swerved a little bit so I didn't just run her over. I was uh, bleeding some. Uh, after we, you know, made sure we were okay, I told her that I was embarrassed, and, uh, just left.
2: He should have asked her out. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, I think people are, it seems like people are more apt to, uh to, like, enthusiastically date someone that they meet under novel cir- circumstances. Yeah, he like blew
1: people- his big shot. That was stupid. He thinks that the stupid thing he did was basically, like, reenacting the opening sequence of the 19, late 1980s Fox sitcom Get a Life mm-hmm. um, by, like, face-planting on his bicycle, checking out a girl or whatever yeah. it was that he was doing. The real stupid thing that he did was not ask the girl out right then while they were, like, entangled, like, oh, hey, maybe we should do this again sometime. yeah. That's what he would. That's how he could have put it.
2: You know, I'm really cute when I'm not bleeding. Exactly. He could have said, so many lines. So many lines come to mind.
1: It's hard to meet chicks in Flagstaff, too, and he totally blew it. his big shot.
2: Do you think people, do you think it's that... a lot easier to meet a butte. Do you think that is, to meet in butte? No, a butte. Oh, okay. Meet Neil Lebut? Yeah, Neil Lebut. It's much easier to meet Neil Butte. Yeah, in the company of men. Sure. Um, do you think that, uh, do you think people are... are and it's been a while since you've dated, Jesse. Yeah, since I was, what, 16? 16. 16. It's, <laughs> it's been over a decade since you've, uh, since you've had to deal with any kind of dating. But do you think people like but someone Jordan. they meet under kind of novel – do you think like thinking about telling the story of how we met influences mm-hmm. whether or not someone will date someone or continue to date them? Like, be, like, does Teresa like me
1: mostly because I dumped her best friend to go out with her?
2: Yeah, exactly. Do you think, like, yes. that's, a, that's a great example. I think that's
1: as good an explanation as any for why Teresa likes me.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we, like, you know, we met through friends is something, but um, anyways. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you'll get a 30% bonus on both
1: likelihood of it happening in a novel and way. longevity. Yeah, Willingness to put up with baloney. Right. In order to tell people that, you know, you met when you accidentally walked into the ladies room at the Dodgers game or whatever. Gotcha. Not that I recommend people try that in order to meet chicks. That'd be weird. Yeah. Do that like an angels game.
2: (laughs) Makes more sense. Yeah, that's fine. You, You can, yeah, you can carry your, uh, $30 sushi that you've bought too. Exactly. Into the ladies room.
4: Hello, Jordan, Jessica. This is Brian calling from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm calling because of Well first I love the show And I was very happy to get Jesse recently to do a narration For a puppet show I'm doing Which is incredibly cool I am calling for the, uh, the Sort of action item on Stupid things you've done And this one is not a new one This is one when I was about Eight years old And I was playing in my backyard uh, Leaves had recently been Collected so this must have been Probably the fall And I was jumping in them And having a good time As kids do And I noticed this sort of freestanding deck we had in the backyard that was connected with a clothesline to the back of the house. Uh, So I thought I could jump higher if I jumped from this. So I climbed up a couple stairs, climbed on the railing. Uh, I think I was alone, so I wasn't worried about parents finding me doing this clearly dangerous thing. And uh, I jumped in the leaves. And of course, that wouldn't be too stupid except the way I jumped because I did a cannonball into the leaves because I enjoy doing the cannonballs into the water. And as an eight-year-old, that seemed to translate, the uh, very stupid hard course is that I landed on my tailbone. And though I never told my parents about it, I'm sure they wondered exactly why I was limping for some period of time to the easily heard. Uh, anyway, the punchline to this particular story is that about 18 years later, when I uh, went to a chiropractor for the first time and had my back x-rayed, I was told that at some point in my past, uh, i suffered a fracture to the base of my spine. And for some reason now I'm telling this to you and all of your various thousands of listeners. So anyway, that's my uh, story of my own wanting stupidity. Thanks. Uh, keep up the great show. Bye.
0: He
2: fractured his spine and didn't tell his parents. I like the. Um, I really like the image of cannonballing onto flat ground, too. <laughs> I think that's a really funny thing to just kind of sit and think about, like that happening clearly he didn't do a lot of sitting and thinking about it before he did it. yeah yeah but just like just like someone curling, like jumping and then curling into a ball and then just hitting the ground <laughs> unceremoniously
1: is really funny there may have been a ceremony you don't know that there was no ceremony
2: that's true well you he would have mentioned it if there was a ceremony he might have mentioned it but maybe because it's you know he mentioned you a bunch this... of other bullshit details why would he leave out the ceremony that's re- no sorry i was really just really aggressive toward that story for no reason sorry i wasn't that was no That was kind of fucked up jordan i was yeah i was i was more frustrated with jesse than i was mad at you caller he did throw in a few
1: details in order to trick me into plugging his um His puppet uh, video podcast dot boom. But I'm not going to fall for it.
2: No.
0: Oh, you just did it.
7: Ah! Hi, Jordan, Jesse Goh. This is Julia from Virginia. And when I was in college, I cut my palm open with a plastic knife. Like a little wimpy plastic knife that you could, like, bend, you know? And um, I don't know how it happened, but I think it's because I have soft and supple lady hands. So um, I am very, very, very careful around plastic utensils of all kinds now, except for spoons, and I throw them around with abandon. Anyway, uh, bye.
1: She's being sensible now. Now she's sensible. I really like something. That's pithy, Jordan. Mm -hmm. That's pithy. She said, here's a story. Here's something I did that was really stupid. Here's a nice little capper, a little punchline to it. She's got soft and supple lady hands. And she uh, throws
2: spoons around with abandon. Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, good job. Yeah.
4: Hello, Jordan. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Go.
6: Uh, I'm listening to your latest show, and you just said, "Colin, when you do something stupid." And literally the second that you said, uh, "Colin," right as soon as it happens, I fell on my bike and split my lip wide open. So I'm currently en route en route to my house to uh, possibly go to the hospital and get stitches. So uh thanks for keeping
1: me distracted. Yeah. He's like weaving down the road,
2: losing blood. He's got like a red trail behind his bicycle. hmm And it's our fault, Jordan. Gosh, I never really I never really sat around and thought about the repercussions of doing a of doing a podcast. You should like think might... more about that kind of thing, man.
1: Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, dude. Yeah. A fucking butterfly in Japan
2: is what why the government gave us AIDS. Right. Jeez. That is really. Wow. I'm sorry. I really apologize. Have I caused any other accidents? 9 11 but... was an inside job, dude. That's right. All because of that fucking butterfly. Um, Named. Here is George Bush. Here's
1: the piece de resistance of this whole segment. This is an amazing story uh, that I'm really impressed. And I just want to thank uh, our listener, Rachel, who shared this story with us. Um, it must have taken some courage. And uh, I'm really proud of her for doing this. I think it's going to help her begin the healing process.
7: Hi, Jordan, Jesse. This is Rachel from Los Angeles, California. And I wanted to call in with one of the stupidest things I ever did. Um, I remember it was my first apartment uh, after college. So I was about 19 or in college. I was 19. Um, I was living sort of with the girlfriend of a friend of a friend of a friend. sort of someone who didn't really speak English and her sweet kind of smelled funny and I was never really comfortable with and uh I lived behind a living room uh with a curtain and she lived in the bedroom. And I came home from work one day and um I really had to go to the bathroom and she was in the shower and being so sort of uncomfortable with her I didn't want to sort of bang on the door and be like, you know, like can I pee or how much longer? And so I started sort of knocking on everyone's, you know, uh apartments on the floor no one's home, you know, even though I could be going into like a serial killer's, you know, bathroom, I just really had to go. So I do what a resourceful college girl would do and I drop trowel in my living room, slash bedroom, um, grab a cup and throw my jeans across the room and start peeing. But so just completely underestimating the cup size and the quantity and end up basically peeing all over the floor. Um, while kind of listening to make sure my roommate's not coming out of the shower and going to find me in this mess. Um, Grabbing the newspapers to clean it up, realizing that doesn't really work, using a towel, which I'm just going to throw away because I don't want to have to deal with it. And then after all the liquid mess is gone, realizing how bad it smells, and it was just a really, really low, embarrassing moment, I felt really stupid. Anyways, keep it up. Bye.
2: Wow. I would really like to see that play out in black and white with, like, ragtime music playing behind it. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's that's intense. Man, Rachel's the greatest
1: listener ever for calling in and telling that on the, yeah. on the voicemail. For some reason... Uh, She's also upset me very much, so maybe she isn't the greatest listener <laughs> ever. For some
2: reason, to me, the... The most tough-to-listen-to part was cleaning it up with the newspaper. Because <laughs> like, it's not going to do a good job yeah, of cleaning it up. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, for some reason, using, like, wiping up with something that you wouldn't normally wipe up with is sad to me. Like, I don't know. What, I felt You're really, worried it's going to get ink on the floor. Yeah, I, was, I felt really low at some point in my original moving out to L.A. where uh, I was, like, eating food on top of a towel. I like had a meal and had like no napkins or like placemats or anything like that, so like ate on top of a towel on the floor. That to me was really sad. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh and for some reason wiping up wiping up piss with a newspaper reminds me of that. Well, there you go, Jordan. That's this is Do we oh uh, I mean I don't I mean I don't mean to put you on the spot with this. What's the stupidest we, thing I ever I, did? Yeah, do we want to share stupid things? I mean that people have been I very I've never done honest. anything
1: stupid, Jordan.
2: Yeah. No, I'm fucking sharp tack. Really, nothing, huh? Straight shooter and a sharp tack. Embarrassing, maybe an embarrassing.
1: I don't know. I the thing is, Jordan, if you're like me, you take so few risks. Right. That's <laughs> true. I can't even think of the last thing that I did that I didn't know exactly yeah. what was going to happen at the end of it. Interesting.
2: Why did you do something stupid recently? I mean, I got a couple that I can throw down. Yeah. And I think one of the. I mean, easily one of the one of the things i did that i wish i could take back was i wish i could not have brought all of my high school yearbooks to my first year of college
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that to me jumps to mind as uh, what the fuck is my problem
1: well you know you wanted to remember the good times you sure had in high school, absolutely on your bookshelf
2: yeah all all four giant volumes all four, of four huh
1: yeah i don't even think i bought my my yearbooks yeah and yeah, maybe i did
2: Come on, you gotta have something.
1: Something stupid that I yeah, did, or so something getting or a, hurt, or embarrassing, a mem- or a memento from high school. Well, yeah. When I was younger, uh, I pooped on the beach, and uh, <laughs> then I went to see my mother in front, and, and she would, This was at a uh, retreat for uh, uh, my aunt's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of my
2: aunt's coworkers
1: were there, and I announced that I pooped on the beach like a doggy. There
2: you go. See, come on, that wasn't so hard, was it? Pooped on the beach like a doggy. Yeah, I mean, I don't want people. You ate? That's a little. Is that a little too old to be doing that? I was not eight. I didn't say I was eight. I thought you said you were
1: eight. No, you just imagined that if I was pooping on the beach like a doggy, I was eight. I think I was like, I was too old for it. I was like maybe five. Okay, eight's definitely too old, though, right? Yeah, eight's way too old. Yeah. If an eight-year-old poops on the beach and then says they pooped on the beach like a doggy to a group of people, that's a retarded (laughs) eight-year-old. And I mean nothing against that. You know, some people yeah. in the world are retarded. You know, that's yeah, true. But if you're not retarded, then
2: get with the program. <laughs> yeah,
1: time to shape up or ship out. <laughs> exactly. Beach pooper. I feel like this this segment is gonna is gonna have some legs. I feel like if you did something stupid yeah, and you sure. haven't keep called in coming. yet, keep them coming. Seriously, how embarrassing could it be? Given that Rachel called in to talk about the time she accidentally peed on the floor when she was trying to pee into a cup mm-hmm. behind a curtain. In her bedroom that didn't have walls. Where she lived. Yeah. And then try to clean it up with newspaper. You can, I bet you, nothing you can do can out embarrass that. So she's the brave pioneer. She's the Jackie Robinson. All you have to, sure. be, is, all you have to be is Larry Doby. That's the gold standard at this point. Uh, we'll be back the- in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: la, la, la. la.
2: We live in a dark world filled with moral twists and turns, beset at every junction with terrifying ethical quandaries. One wrong step and we could plummet into a pit of terror from which we might never escape. Luckily, there's one man who can provide us with a flashlight to shine into the darkness with a compass that will show us the way. That man is Jesse Thorne, and this is Hang It Up, Keep It Up. Keep It Up, Pretzel
1: Flips. They took the pretzel and took it one step further. It's the best snack in existence. Keep it up, Pretzel Flips. Self-inking return address stamp. Could this be the best single time-saving device since the dishwasher? I dare say yes. Keep it up, self-inking return address stamp. Nike Air. That is amazing shoe cushioning technology. Keep it up, Nike Air. Gazebo Hammock. This is a hammock inside of a gazebo. I'm not sure if this really exists, but just thinking about one makes me so fucking relaxed. Keep it up, gazebo hammock. Tiny watermelon. Oh, in my opinion, the development of the tiny watermelon, which is about the size of two palms with no seeds at all, should end the so called Frankenfoods debate right here and right now with a resounding yes. To Franken Foods. Keep it up,
2: tiny watermelon. And now, hang it up. Hang it up. Roller coaster.
1: Roller coaster, you're just too fucking scary. Hang it up, roller coaster. Showtime's Weeds. I'm sorry, but that shit is racist. What do they. Why does she. Why does Mary Louise Parker have to go over to the Jefferson's house to buy drugs? Hang it up, Weeds. Nutmeg. Nutmeg makes my nose kind of twitchy, and I don't like it. Hang it up, Nutmeg. Baseball legend Pete Rose. Seriously, this guy is an epic dick. All he ever does, you read about him in the newspaper, Pete Rose goes to New Place and is a dick. Hang it up, Pete Rose. The new ballpark. What was wrong with the old ballpark? What was the matter? Not enough rich people? I could afford tickets to the baseball game too easily? Too easy to sneak into the good seats
2: in the fifth inning? Hang it up, the new ballpark. This has been Hang It Up and Keep It Up. Let's hope you do things up accordingly.
1: Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Jordan, uh, I have something really important to handle in this segment with okay. you, and I—oh gosh, I don't know. It really hurts to even just even just to bring this up. What? Why? I'm, I'm just going to play this call because I feel like that might be easier than. Hey Jesse,
6: message finds you. Uh, just reminding you that you need to play um, your call to Tom Sharpling for. Uh, for
3: Jordan, because
1: because uh, Tom's spot on. Did did you hear? Did you happen to listen to the best show on WFMU this week? Uh, no, our friend Tom Sharpling's show. No. Um, Sharpling and Worcester, Tom dot com, best show on WFMU. You know the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm but you didn't a listen regular this week, listener? No. Ah, oh, gosh, I don't know how to explain this to you, Jordan. Um, why don't I just play? I I, I edited. I, I called in. What? I was just looking for some advice from Tom. Um, just some advice on how to not... Like, I was just worried that, you know, if my show's on these, these public radio international stations, that maybe I would turn into kind of one of those public radio dicks. Yeah, You know, the kind of person yeah, I'm that's talking a,
2: about. What, I, what is this? I mean, we're not on public radio. No, we're, we're radio. not, but... Um, it just, it just have to do with me. Well, I was just... Let's play, let's, let's play the
1: call. This is sort of the edited version of the call. It's just a, just a couple minutes long. Okay. Um,
8: FMU, you're on the air.
9: Hi, Tom. It's Jesse Thorne.
8: Oh, hey, Jesse. How are you? I'm kidding. I was kidding, groaning like that.
9: Thanks, Tom. I'd hate to think that that's... I just want to take you
8: off your game. I want to take you off your game. You're stepping into my world now.
9: I actually called in because I was hoping to ask you for some advice. Really? In The past couple years, I've gone from kind of college radio to this public radio international thing. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just worried about the way that it's going to affect um, the kind of person that I am. I don't know if you ever listen to uh, public or community radio stations besides FMU, but there's a certain, um, you know, uh, latte-sipping, The Nation reading person. Um, that I think is known for, for listening to those stations. Those are the kind of stations that, that my shows on increasingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're you're a champion of the disenfranchised. You're I would say the people the people's champion. You know, you're well, the
8: rock is the people's champion. I'm not the rock.
9: Well, you're the rock of FMU and the world of community broadcasting. Oh. Well, I would say that your your status is roughly analogous. That's sweet of you to say. So I just, I feel like you've got your finger on the pulse of, you know, what the people want and what it's like to be a man of the people. And I'm really worried that I'm going to, you know, have a little bit of success and get on a couple of radio stations, and all of a sudden I'm going to be, you know, driving a Volvo station wagon and, um, you know, buying whatever CD is on the racket at uh, Starbucks.
8: Yeah, 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 just trust your own judgment. You want to know what? What's I th- that? Time? I think step one. You got you got to shuttle that other guy. That guy's a disaster. No offense.
9: I don't know, you know, he uh, he's had uh, several uh, girls like approach him, you know, in social situations mm-hmm. where he didn't know anybody. Yeah. Uh, and tell them about how much they they like him on the radio. That's never happened, happened to, to me you? before. I mean, not that I'm not Did you uh, see totally that? happy have, in have, my romantic situation. Have you seen this happen? Have you seen it? No, of course not. That's a good
0: point.
8: Yeah, you never saw it. Hey, guess how many girls came up to me the other day? They love the podcast because girls love podcasts. Mm. That does sound weird. It does weird? Yeah, he's getting out loud. Guy selling you a bill of goods. I'm telling you, look in the mirror tonight. Think about it. Picture a world without that guy. What's his name again?
9: Jordan Morris, boy detective.
8: Boy detective. This his nickname. Right there, that that speaks volumes. That guy, that's bad news, Jack. That guy's going to lead you down the wrong road. Okay. He's already lying to you about girls, uh, saying they listen to the podcast. Bad news. Okay. Time to make a clean break. Why don't you get somebody else in that slot? Why don't you get Rick Shapiro?
0: Mm-hmm.
8: I say, wh- wh- when's the when is the next episode of? Uh, Uh, Jordan, Jesse, go.
9: Well, we tape on Sundays, and Mm -hmm. we usually send them out on the podcast on Mondays. Mm
8: -hmm. I say this Sunday, the final episode. You cut them loose. Wow. Yeah.
9: That's heavy, man. I mean, that's like a really, I mean, that's, I I came into this expecting you to say, you know, oh, make sure to drive a domestic car. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me, you know, this is my this is pretty much my best friend, Tom. Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, I, I trust you. I believe in you.
8: That's why obviously. it's called the podcast business, not called the podcast friendship.
9: Yeah. Can I still be friends with him?
8: No. You need to cut him loose.
9: Boy. We're going to have to, like, split up our, our other friends, like, from college, sort of like, you know, when... Uh... No, you
8: don't. You take all the friends. Take all of them.
9: So you just leave him one?
8: Nope. Nobody said life was easy. Cut him loose.
9: Especially for a liar.
8: Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a filthy little liar.
9: I just don't want to be. I don't want to. Get off my phone! God!
8: Gotta try to tell me what time it is. Tell you what time it is. Can the other guy. You want some advice? I gave you the advice. You can the other guy, you cut him loose. You do everything to, to let him, to keep him away from hearing this show. Let him go in thinking the show's going to go on forever. You cut him loose on the air. On the podcast air. On the digital air. This is real. This show's real. It's actually going through real equipment. I have to show up to a building. I can't uh, roll out of bed and set the microphone up on my kitchen table. This is radio. Don't lump me with these podcast guys legit
2: so but, hey, come on that's, that's crazy though isn't it? weird that he would say that
1: um I don't know I've been thinking a lot about it and uh well we've been through a lot together obviously well, first of all I wasn't lying about the you know <sighs> Jordan you got caught just don't don't try and bullshit me now okay <laughs> i already know you ever heard the story of the boy who cried wolf well you cried yeah. wolf one too many fucking times Jordan.
2: what no that's uh, how do you why do you why, why do should you i just, believe yeah, you why does tom sharpling a guy who you don't even know i know tom sharpling he's I mean, a good better, man but better than me do you know him better he's than me he's a good me? man why do you like why does he automatically have more credibility than i do works in the cardboard industry it's a good, yeah. hard-working man. You work I in work television, in television, the most honest of, industry
1: there is. With a bunch of glad-handers. America's handers, industry. With glad-handers, Jordan. I don't
2: know what that is.
1: That's somebody who says one thing and means another thing. You're a 2 faced, Jordan. What? And you're off my fucking show. This is my show, Jordan. This is my equipment, my microphones, this is totally my ridiculous. house. We've done this since college, like Jordan. I don't give a shit. We've done this since college. That's number one. Wait, just because
2: number two, you're the one being the phony. Just because some fucking two, guy who's had like a
1: little bit more success in radio. Than you know, you, you, you know you our like, friend. You know our friend Jim Jim yes. Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. What? he's not your friend anymore he's my friend now what you know brian back in business lane that's not your friend my friend how do you he likes me more no he doesn't not anymore i'm taking this
2: him is... this is weird really are you seriously yeah. doing this are you seriously you're doing out this? the fucking door man that's fucking bananas well crazy if it's, it's crazy, crazy look to listen you you to somebody sound crazy he's been in this business crazy. longer than
1: i have I care about what he thinks. He's got an outside perspective. He's a thinking man, well respected in the radio industry and in the cardboard industry. I don't understand this? Why do you?
2: This is weird. This is totally weird.
1: You really? know what's weird? Right? Well, that hold you're on. still Just standing really? here at my fucking microphone when I already kicked you off of my show. I don't need this. I totally don't need this. Yeah, and I don't need this. And I'm pointing at you when I say this. I don't need you. Fuck off. Fuck you, Jordan. Fuck off. Fuck you. We'll be back in just a second on Jesse Go. La,
0: la, 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 la.
1: Well, that's the end of the Jesse Go show. Our action items for this week. If you've ever done something really stupid, give us a call and tell us what it was at 206-984-4FUN. Our showdown this week is elephant versus sloth. You can vote online at MaximumFun.org slash forums. Special thanks to our intern, Timothy Noble. We'll see you online at MaximumFun.org.